Welcome back. So, no, she probably didn't want the abuse. Not in a, gee, I hope someone abuses me today kind of way. But she did indeed want it in other ways. It fulfilled an unconscious requirement, agenda, or belief. And so, in a similar way, we each need to look at the things in our world that we do not want, trace the root, and see where they are growing from. There are no pat answers. The true root for our experience depends on what that experience is a vehicle for. We must look and see what we're trying to bring ourselves in order to find the root. Do you see? We have to look deeply and feel for the resonance when we look inwardly to see where these things come from. There are really no easy answers. There are good guesses, true, but the real reason could always be something that you never suspected. I mean, I bet you might not have expected some of the reasons I listed for the abuse example, did you? So we can walk right past these things and judge them by superficial nonsense if we aren't careful. And so we must look very, very carefully. So now, I hope you're beginning to see not only how a manifestation that you wanted somehow didn't appear because you did not permit it into your now, as well as I hope you see how we do indeed create our reality, both good and bad. It's all been a case of, Father forgive us, we know not what we do. But now we are beginning to know and to refine this knowing. And so the next time your logic raises its head and insists, believing we create our own reality is crap, I most certainly did not want this, then I want you to remember what you have heard here today and know that you are doing it. In fact, you do it instinctively. In the same way that when we dream, we are not only our dream character, but we are also creating the ground that we seem to walk on in our dream, even the boogeyman who might be chasing us across that very ground. In the same way we have created all of these things without any conscious effort is also how we have created our world. This is the magnificence that you are. It's so easy for you to do it that you literally do it in your sleep every night. It's who you are and it's what you do. So this is the task at hand, waking up, catching ourselves in this dream that we call life, a dream that is very real to your dream character who is certain he is sitting there listening to me speak right now. But even so, this is being created by us. We create reality from our thoughts, from our fears, from our desires, and every bit of it is tainted with the filter of our unawareness. But even so, we do it. We even echo this magnificent ability to consciously create right in front of our very eyes, right on our storyboard, even when our denial is so deep or our eyes are so blind that we walk right past it. 
it's not only embedded in it, but it's actually the platform for the continuance of mankind on our storyboard. And yet, we still do not see it. Why? Because we're accustomed to seeing it and we have elected to allow it to be minimized and explained away by some superficial, thin little pseudo-intellectualism that science has cooked up and served and we have eaten. And we ate of that tree. But even so, it's still here, staring us in the face, waiting to be noticed. So, where are we unconsciously, yet deliberately creating unconsciously, like magic that somehow becomes real right here on the storyboard? Where? Well, I personally have created two human beings with nary a conscious thought. And considering the world population headcount, I'm betting there are quite a few others out there that have done the same. And I'm not kidding here, really. Look at this closely. These unconscious creations of mine are here. They walk in my reality as yours does in yours. And they are as real as I am. And yet, I brought them forth unconsciously. I had no conscious knowledge of putting them together, of assembling their little bodies, and yet I did. And they're here. The unmanifest made manifest. The spirit made flesh that it might dwell among us. And I had no conscious thought in the process at all. Now we call it the miracle of birth, but somehow we've forgotten that it actually is a miracle. The unmanifest made manifest through the act of conception, of conceiving. And this act of conceiving in our minds is what we must do too, if we wish to consciously create. And why shouldn't we? There isn't a day that goes by in which we haven't conceived and created unconsciously. So why not begin to do it consciously? It's who we are. It's what we do. We have simply created so convincingly that we have fallen under the spell of our own creations. But now we're beginning to see, to recall, and we will go on to consciously do. Each and every one of you listening to me here today already does this very thing. It's not a matter of whether you can or not. You do it every day that you seem to open your eyes and walk your storyboard. You're already doing it. So do not doubt. And now we're pulling this ability into our consciousness. We are learning to guide the steering wheel. So this is reminder number one or lesson number one, however you want to look at it. The first of a more in-depth series on this ability to directly manifest. And to proceed effectively, you need to first show yourself what you have already created. Good or bad, happy or sad, you are the reason that you encounter the things that you encounter. Trace the root of your experiences. It may be a big root and easy to see, or it may be a tiny little thread-like one, but whatever it is, identify it. See if you want to keep it, or 
if you can now dream a better dream. And that is what I am personally drawn to like a moth to the flame to help myself and others do. To dream a better dream, a bigger dream, a more beautiful dream for ourselves and for our world. Because right now, we don't always dream beautifully enough. Our thoughts are still limited by our blindness and by fear. What would you dream today if I handed you a magic wand that you could wave and your dream would come to life? Because that is what I hope to do today, to hand you the magic wand that you have always owned and used, but only in your sleep. During waking hours, you did not recognize it. Well, here it is. It is in your hand. Now your task is to dream a better dream for yourself and for the world. And as we begin to harness this power by knowing ourselves, it becomes both our lesson and our proof. We must look. If you trace the root of an unpleasant experience and see that it's teaching you a lesson, then learn that lesson and move on. If it's the product of an unconscious addiction or conditioning, remove it. If it's bringing forward a defeating self-prophecy about yourself and who you are and who you can be, then see the truth about yourself and in doing so, render that prophecy impotent. If you find that what you're experiencing is disguised as a miserable motivation in order to give you wings to make a needed change in your life, then make those changes. And never look at what you have brought forth and for one moment ever believe again that what is before your eyes isn't your handiwork somehow. It is. If it were not relative to you, if it were not relevant for you, then you would not be encountering it. Period. Now we know how to look at these things, how to read our experiences better, like a sacred book of me that will reveal to the careful reader all he needs to know about who he is and what he truly believes and fears and desires. We walk among our thoughts and beliefs every day. It's time to see them. When I was a child, I spoke as a child, I understood as a child, I thought as a child, but when I became a man, I put away childish things. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. It's time to see face to face. Look, you do see this, don't you? And with this seeing, now find the true root of your experiences and like a good gardener, deal with those roots appropriately for what you want to bring forward in your life, for what you want to grow, and for what you want to go. Because this is your garden. For better or for worse, 
The world you walk in is what you have allowed to be planted and to grow. This is your Eden and she longs for you to tend to her in consciousness and in love. This is and has always been yours. But now seeing, you must knowingly put out your hand and reclaim it. You have this ability. You have this and more. I offer you these thoughts for your consideration. 